Welcome to Cascades. This is what we'd like to call another episode, or so I've heard. Perhaps it is a mystery. We're not on the mystery episode yet. I'm going to try and make this episode as mysterious as possible. Okay. It was a dark Not stormy. Yet. Can we get the names in, maybe? I'm Luke. That's Jordan. We Hello. talk about whiskey. Not me, but mostly him. Sometimes I say other things. Don't some we might, know it. Some might say there's a hidden wisdom in my words. I'm not aware of the people who say that. I say it. Take us away, then, on this episode, on this magical journey. Today, we will be talking about whiskey. Whiskey, as not many people know, is in fact a liquid. A liquid can be summarized by the fact that it moves like a liquid. It is not a solid or a gas. It is, in fact, a liquid. <coughs> um, it comes in colors. Some might say amber. Some might say yellow. Some might say orange. Perhaps the color of the sun is reflected in a glass. I find that whiskey is drinkable if you enjoy whiskey. If you don't enjoy whiskey, it's probably not that drinkable. Some say it smells like sherry. Some say not all whiskey smells like sherry, but I've never met those people and I don't care to. Whiskey can be found in many, many different bottles. Often, the if you go into a whiskey shop, you might even find some there. I've seen some at a supermarket before. Uh, whiskey is often in Scotland. In distilleries. This has been Caskets. <coughs> wow. So today we're talking about a lighter Scotch whiskey, which I rather enjoy and felt like talking about. So here we are. I did my bit. I mean, you did your bit, but... <laughs> Anok is a whiskey released by the Knock Dew Distillery within the Highlands of Scotland. Uh, I can't stress this enough, though. It is not to be confused with the Knock Andu Distillery in Speyside which releases its whiskey, which is called Knock and Do. Hence the name change for this one becoming Anok. Knock and Do. That's really where I'm going to. If I ever get out of here, I'm going to Knock and Do. <laughs> two different distilleries, two different whiskeys, okay? Knock Do, Knock and Do. Knock Do was founded in 1894 and it continues to operate until 1983 when it unfortunately <gasps> closed. Oh. What? I don't know, I heard 19 and 3 and I was like, I was born in a 3. Mm, no. Um, I was. Now, this isn't really a surprise because a lot of distilleries closed down in the 80s. Uh, there was a big whiskey crash and unfortunately, Nocdew was one of them. However, Inverhouse purchased the distillery and resumed operations in 1989 and the distillery has remained active ever since. Yes. You know, my favourite thing is about that is that in the 80s, people were really going around with those phones with the long sticks at the top, the antennas, and, like, their crazy hair. Imagine, like, calling someone up and they have to, like, it's ringing and they have to pull the antenna out and put it to their ear and flip their perm and they've got this huge shoulder pads and it's been like, knock dues closed down. Because I feel like anything, you say anything. Did you hear the news? It's more dramatic. Yeah, did you hear about the the news about knock do? Not knock can do. And there's this, like, crazy old professor who's like, oh, Marty, we gotta gotta go back to the future because knock do to closed. We gotta go back, Marty. They're closed. Maybe Doc saved it. Doc. No, go for this. Can I have a first letter? No, we. Don't. I'm going to leave that with you, and we'll see if by the Dr. end of the episode you get this. <laughs> Doctor Octopus, no wrong franchise. Brown, Doc Brown. No, you got it, Doc Brown. 
Really? Yeah, I don't know how you got that. I wanted to say Doc Brown from the start, but I thought that but was But you, you hedged your bet with Octopus. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, went, I was like, mm, Doc Brown seems far too simple. I'm pretty sure it's Dr. Octopus. Doc Brown seems like the right answer. I'm not going to go with that one. <laughs> I always I would do that if there's a right answer. I second guess it because I don't trust myself. I'm like, I'm never right. <laughs> not right, but I'm very rarely wrong. Now, one of the biggest things about Noctua Distillery, they're actually really big on kind of... Uh, environmental friendly kind of actions so they've actually uh, to improve or, or to, sorry to mitigate their impact that they have on the environment uh, they've been doing a, f- a, f- a few co- kind of really cool things they've developed wetlands on the distillery grounds which I take it to personally imagine that the distillery is now in the middle of a swamp I was going to say did they, are they surrounded by a trench are there crocodiles well I'm I'm probably thinking so yes yeah, certainly whiskey and all the melts. barrels have to go in on those like fan boats Sprites, perhaps? A whiskey sprite? Could be sprites. With a couple of will-o'-wisps as well. Yeah. Mmm. Some hippopotami? I think it might be a bit too cold for the hippopotami. An octopi? Well, if it's wetlands, is it wetland enough? It depends how deep these wetlands are, I think. Mmm. I mean, kraken, no problem, but octopi might be a bit too much. Nessie? <laughs> we, we may never know. I can't wait to see Nessie. Oh, dear. Uh, Yeah, apparently these wetlands are made up uh, from six separate cells, uh, giving them 2,000 square metres. Now, I'm not sure if the 2,000 square metres is the total or each separate cell gives them 2,000 square metres, which would be crazy. Is it kind of done like a rice paddy? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, But apparently within the wetlands, they have 17 different species of plants and over 21,000 individual plants. So it's a pretty good kind of biodiverse area, I'd think. That's nice. I was wondering if they, like, planted a tree for every bottle they sold. Maybe. That would be quite good if they planted a tree for every bottle they sold or every cask they use, they plant a tree. Mm. Well, you're kind of getting towards the um, Glendalock episode where for every Irish... Oak tree they chopped down, they planted ten more. That was with St. Kevin. The guy that turned into a tree? The guy that turned into a tree, as you well remember, yeah. Yeah, that was it. You know your Irish history really well. Yeah, that was that guy. A bird pooped on his hand, A bird pooped on his hand, yes. The only memory I have of that episode. (laughs) Um, They also take the the washing waters from the mash house and the tun room, as well as the spent yeast from the spirit still, and instead of just sending it away, uh, they actually treat it on side and use it to feed the plants. They use yeast? Yeah, this is in the fermentation period. I don't think we've ever covered the fact that yeast has been used. Yes, we have. I don't think we have. Yes, we have. I would have remembered yeast because you use it in baking. Yes, and we've talked about yeast before. Um, Let me think, McMurray, they use a Swedish yeast, and we specifically went on about Swedish yeast for a while. That's crazy. I wasn't there for that. You were. You were. Uh, Because that was Troll's Shares and and, uh, Troll's Shares and Something Secrets or something. Anyway, uh, the wetlands have also apparently attracted insects. So there's a downside to everything, I suppose. Well, of course but, it would attract insects. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which in turn have attracted bats and birds' nests. Little mysterious dragonflies. Oh, obviously there'd be dragonflies. And there'd be like this this one woman with blonde hair and she's like, oh, I am the, the ruler of these dragonflies and I am the rightful heir to the throne or whatever. Uh, yeah. The the wetlands have also been responsible for taking seven tankers of effluent off the roads a week, um, which equates to about 45 tonnes of carbon per year removed from their footprint. Oh. So it's actually a pretty, pretty impressive kind of deal what they've been doing. Maybe they should just wear smaller shoes. I also imagine that they have to wear waders. I don't like waders. Mm, but I suppose if you like having to get to work through this swamp, as we've now decided it is, there's, no. there's obviously no roads. <laughs> you need some swimwear. 
And like, I imagine the humidity must really get quite hell there now. I don't imagine it's humid. Oh no, it's, it's got its own kind of like biosphere now. I don't. Um, Scotland but... <laughs> is not a humid area. I imagine it's damp. I imagine they need a fair few dehumidifiers. Now, apparently, also, every drop of water that they extract from the springs is now used at least seven times as well. This Ew. reduces water waste. Do they put it through a Brita filter first? Sponsor it. <laughs> Dear Britta, please. <laughs> My swamp water tastes so much better now that I drink it through a Brita filter. No, this is from the springs, not the swamp water. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, they, they use the cooler warts to supply the shell and tube condenser, apparently. they uh, For preheating the wash still, uh, for heating the LPG to vaporise it, which is liquid petroleum gas, before you ask me what that is. Um, adding water to the mash tuns, um, oh, flushing out is. the warts, um, the cooler and the lines. And finally, they also use it to clean the wash bags. So all of that... Obviously, quite a lot of that is um, going to really save on on that volume. Uh, now, not to mention, not to mention, but I'm going to anyway. <laughs> boo, 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 boo. Uh, they also use their original style copper pot stills and worms to condense the vaporized alcohol. They use worms. Oh my god! It's a worm tub. Worm tub. There's a tub of worms? We've been through worm tubs before. I really don't think we have. I beg you to just listen to these these episodes. <laughs> I beg please. you to listen to whilst we're recording. <laughs> listen whilst we're recording, be cool, but like just go back and uh yeah. So a worm tub is basically a big barrel with cold water filled in it. Huh. Okay. And then there is a copper tube it's kind of spiralling inside, which is called the worm. And as the as the vapour, the alcohol vapour goes down the tube, it condenses on the cooled down copper. And becomes liquid. What? That's condensation for you. This is absolutely... You have never taught me this. Oh, my God. I have taught you so much. I can't wait till we go around this thing. I'm going to be made up. like, what is that? And you'll be like, that's a copper pot stuff. I'm like, like that's like, a how door. How have you never told me about this? What is that? That's the car park. Wow, what's this? It's a wall. <laughs> Face it for the rest of the door. <laughs> I'm going to make sure you wear mittens. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to poke so many things. Hi everyone, it's me, Jordan here. I just want to pop in because I'm sure you don't already get enough of hearing my voice on these things. Just a quick couple of things I wanted to say. First of all, we actually have a new website. Check out caffeineaddledminds.co.uk, all one word. And here you'll be able to see all the things we do, including our other shows. Uh, you get to meet the team behind our shows, play trailers for some of our shows. Look, it's, a, it's about our shows, all right? But please, if you want to, do check it out. Secondly, programming announcements. GNS Radio Season 1 is coming along nicely, and we're really actually close to the end of the first season, which is bonkers, to be honest. Uh, after which, we will have a slight pause because we really want to make sure the Season 2 gets as good attention as it deserves. Luke's absolutely amazing behind the scenes. It is phenomenal how much he does on the editing side. And I try and help him out a little bit. Sometimes I've even been known to write, which is what I'm supposed to be doing right now, actually. But instead I'm recording this. Uh, and uh, I've even been known to kind of know what I'm doing when I'm recording the lines. However, we will be releasing bonus content, one-off episodes, and a few teasers to tie you over in this gap. It's, it's a project we love doing and we want to give it all that we can. With that said, I'm going to let you get back to what you were listening to, which now that I think about it is probably one of our shows so please enjoy bye uh, now they predominantly use american and spanish oak barrels at the distillery which have been used to mature either bourbon or sherry just to just to get that key word into you right now immediately i know what we're talking about 
Um, now, what is really cool as well is uh, at, at Nogdu, they actually use dunnage warehouses as well, which is another old-fashioned kind of practice. A lot of distilleries, they like to use the larger kind of more modern warehouses because obviously you can get a lot more casks in there. But with dunnage, they only have a kind of rack two, three at the top at the most. And it's very, very cold in there. It's very kind of damp. Uh, but it's a perfect way of ensuring temperature quality throughout the uh, entire year round because in the winter, it's cold. And in the summer, it's still pretty cold. Um, now, unfortunately, they have to knock down the original Dunnage warehouse, but they did replace it with a lot of the original materials as well. Now, spirit-wise, Anok is rather light, sweet, and gentle. It's similar to things like your Dalwini and your Balblair style, those lighter kind of still fruity kind of Highland whiskies without any really too much of a heavy side to it. Although I will say uh, they do actually, in fact, also create a heavily peated version as well. So to still a light spirit, but quite a heavily peated spirit at the same time. And that's a rather nice one to try. That seems like an oxymoron. Uh, you're an oxymoron. Thank you. <laughs> I have been striving that my whole life. I can retire now. Their range is actually quite large of such a... I mean, to be fair, it is a relatively unknown distillery. It's a lovely one to try, and I thoroughly, thoroughly recommend it. But most people haven't actually heard of it. Uh, they kind of in the standard range, they release a 12-year-old, which is what we'll be um, trying later on. They have an 18 as well, which is absolutely spectacular. Uh, and then apparently they have a 24 and 35 year old releases. However, for some strange reason, they haven't sent me these samples yet. But I'm waiting at any moment. Now, all of these ones are unpeated. They then do peat heart, which is their peated expression, funnily enough, and it uses Highland peat. And at the moment, it's around about 40 parts per million, I think, for the peating level, for the phenolic level. However, if they do other batches in the future, I'm not sure if they'll change that. Uh, and then after these, you then get their very limited releases, including the vintage bottlings, the anniversary releases, and the travel retail exclusive whiskies. Most of the time, if you see Anok, you only ever see one or two bottles. The fact is, there's a lot available. Um, and I think quite a lot of the time, it does get overlooked, and it's a real shame. I'm very pro Anok. Oh, the other thing I want to say, actually, I found out today when I was doing a little bit of refreshing research on it, um, the distillery actually have their own podcast. Wow. Which I'm sure other distillers do as well, but that's the first one I've just kind of stumbled across. Uh, obviously, it's not going to be as good as our podcast because they haven't got us on the team and, like... We'll join, though. I wouldn't like to be around other professional whiskey knowers. I mean, I'd have to see the signing bonus kind of thing before I decide. I... I would make... I would... I'm happy embarrassing myself to you. <laughs> and whoever listens to this. And whoever listens, I'm not happy embarrassing myself to, like, distillery owners. It's like... Uh, so, yeah, this is just a, a formal kind of interview. Like, we love the energy. We just, just want to know how much kind of, like, whiskey knowledge you've got. And it's like, yes. But first of all, you answer me one question, distillery. Distillery worker, what do you know about your history? What do you know about the cask whisperer? <laughs> I was literally about to say that exact same thing. I was like, I would have to quiz them on the cask whisperer to make sure they actually know things. Make sure they're just not, like, putting on airs. Exactly. All that stuff. Because... A lot of people say they know whiskey, but mm -hmm. they don't know the cask whisperer. Some of my best friends are whiskey, okay? Yeah, exactly. It's like, if you don't know the cask whisperer, do you even really know whiskey? I mean, do you even really know yourself at that point? Yeah, exactly. Like, who are you without the cask whisperer? Because he is such an integral part of our, like, founding history. Obviously. Some say he was the first human before he came akin to the spirit world. <laughs> <laughs> spirit world is in ghosts or spirit world is in whiskey I'm curious now yes <laughs> I didn't think about that <laughs> so I will leave that up to because the real the real 
historians know. Which oh, obviously, I yes. And I'm not going to hand out all the facts. I mean, you'd have to get, like, the original translations of the ancient texts. That's now. it, yeah. And they, they are pretty funny about it now if you don't wear protective gloves. Yeah, a lot of um, people don't speak cask. Also, the they don't tend to like it when you sneeze all over the, the ancient texts these days. Weird. Right, I think we're going to go on to the whiskey tasting because, um, quite frankly, I don't think I can continue this conversation. Because it's too true. Okay. I'd say it's a yellow. But, like, not a sun yellow. Like a... A gold yellow, but not, like, a nice gold yellow. Like a... Like a bad... Like a brassy gold yellow. Like a brassy gold-silver-toned yellow. <laughs> Do we get some more colours in there? Like a, <laughs> With a pinkish-bluish hint. Like a brassy red-toned silvery yellow. With some blue. <laughs> Uh, I would say the stick bits move well one moved really fast but the others move a bit medium but they are very big and round but not many but that's because I probably wasn't swirling properly Um, smells of oh this one has a different smell this one smells different to all the others I've ever smelled and it doesn't smell of fog fog smells kind of I don't think you've ever said that one of them smells like fog. Yeah, the smoky ones. Yeah, they, they, you've never said that they smell like fog. Well, hmm. This one definitely has a, the white smell. Oh, this one, this one is more of the air. So you know how there's like the smoky, the sherry, this one's of the air kind. Only the Avatar, master of all four elements, could restore balance. I'd say it. It's a. It's not a strong smell. This is maybe the in, most in-depth one I've given. Um, kind of like a. Like an empty room on a summer's day that's been abandoned for twelve and a half years. Wow, you should read the dis- you should write the descriptions on the back of the bottles. <laughs> now, colour is really light. It's almost like a gold kind of. You just stick with like a very light gold. I think. I don't see the blue. <laughs> oh, the blue is if you hold it up to something blue. Oh, it's gonna yeah yeah oh yeah yeah no. There's a little bit of a citrusy side to it. No. A lovely kind of honeyed sweetness in there. Really, nice. like I say, it's that Dalwini kind of Balblaire style really coming through. It's almost a little, um, a little bit of a, a spicy herbal kind of note, almost. It's sweet, spicy, honey... Herbal. Herbal. I just described half my teas. <laughs> a little bit of Earl Grey. A little bit of Earl Grey, a little bit of Lose and... A little bit of chai. We <laughs> both the same thing. We haven't, I haven't made a chai latte in a while. No, you haven't. I haven't been able to steal your chai latte for a while. Oh, dear. Now, on the taste, it goes through these lovely, lovely stages. The sweetness really draws out at the start. And then that oak kind of starts to build on the finish. This, this is definite kind of crisp stage as well. Not crisps. Crisp. Walkers. Crisp. There's this Ro- sudden crispness. Rolos? 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 What are the thing- Rolos are chocolates. What are the round, the finger ones that you put on all your fingers? <coughs> you put on the edge of your fingers when you're in the... Oh, nom, nom, Polos. Nom, nom, nom. No, 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 the crisp. Polos are the mint. Hula hoops, you're on. Hula hoops. How did... <laughs> <laughs> A thing that's famous for being spherical. <laughs> Five facts. Okay, one. Uh, it closed in the 80s. Um, it reopened again later in the 80s. Mm-hmm. 83, it closed. It closed in 83. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1983, not 1783. Yep, when did um, it reopen, though? Uh, no, we're not going that far. Um, they've made their own wetlands. They've made their own wetlands in, like, little paddies. <laughs> paddies? No, there was no mention of paddies. Well, I'm a dreamer. They do light whiskey, but also 
smoky whiskey. Mm-hmm. They, so that's three. They are... Uh, and... And or. And... And or. <laughs> that's Star Wars, you fool. That's the new Disney Plus series coming out. I thought it was Endor. No, Endor is something else. And... and also Star Wars. Anotch. Anotch. Anotch, no. Connotch. No. Kanoa. You were close with Anotch. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Okay, seriously, get off the Star Wars. Can- Disney are going to like sewers. Kanoch. Kanoch. You were closer with Anotch. 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 No. And uh, maybe give up on this one and roll on. They're super environmentally friendly. Uh, you kind of got that with your wetlands, but well, no. So they're envir- They care about the environment. Um, they have big worms in a bucket. They have worms. They have a worm bucket. <laughs> they have a worm bucket. <laughs> worm tub. Worm tub. God, yes, well done. Worm tub, and then there's a copper thing that goes around it, and that makes vapors and yeast. No, it yeast. condenses the vapors, they it doesn't make yeast. vapors. Yeast is used. Fermentation. Oh God, it's, it's honestly, it's it's like, all I can imagine is there was a conveyor belt going past you, and you were just grabbing whatever you can in 30 seconds to win the prize. <laughs> Have you ever seen supermarket sweep? <laughs> <laughs> but it's not even to that extent. It's, I'm pushing like a the, trolley and you're just You're on the knockoff supermarket falls sweep. <laughs> it's like, um, uh, we have mixed. Um, uh, uh, I can't find toast. I'm, I'm, I'm on the bread aisle. Where's the I'm toast kept? I'm not even grabbing things. I'm just ramming the cart into walls and hoping something falls in the basket. You just ram the aisle of whatever falls in. Gravity. It's like, I got fools. You go for the products. I go for the shelves. You know, it's a, fool's, fittings. it's a fool's game to grab a product when you can just ram things and more products will <laughs> fall in. Okay, first of all, bread goes off within a week to two weeks. These shelves and their fittings are gone for life. <laughs> Probably some crumbs on there. That's basically a loaf of bread. How else am I supposed to stack my books? Oh my god, that's so dumb. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't say I couldn't take the fixtures. It's, it's like, it's not even in the supermarket at this point. It's like the little, little like, um, antifreeze section that they have on the outside. You just find the door ramming it. And they're like climbing the thing of cans to get the lights. <laughs> <laughs> So we have bulbs on this aisle. <laughs> they're, they're in packaging. How do I know they work? This one works. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> I've got a constructive pile of cans because no one did that for me before I walked to the store. I'm up on the shelves running across so I can leap, oh. swing from one of the signs that tell me what is in that aisle, and I grab something I from I think we might ceiling. have to do a D&D like, supermarket sweep bonus episode. That would be pretty good. <laughs> God, this is my cast Kids. <laughs> so sign up. Can you do your sign up professionally, uh, please? Well, this has been cast Kids. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe on whatever podcasting platform you use. It really does help us, but more importantly, mainly to others discovering and listening into this show. Uh, I'd also like to thank Adrian and Alison Murray of the Wee Jam Whiskey Shop in Bakewell. They're great people with lots of knowledge regarding the subject, and they even have products for sale, uh, which you can give money to them for. Money can be exchanged for goods and services. Well, that just sounds a little suspicious. Um, they have a website, which is www.wedram.co.uk. Yeah, I think that's just about it. I'd like to leave you this one editing goof. Goodbye. Bye. Please, can you leave the supermarket sweep in? <laughs> or release it as, like, a bonus. <laughs>
<laughs> Am I close? Excuse me, can I see your worm bucket? <laughs> You're in a real distillery if you don't got a bucket full of worms, you know what I mean? <laughs> I brought my Don't lie to me, I know. <laughs>